0: Hey fam, in 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle through education. Now during my trip, I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. Sandrine's family had faced struggles, but their grit and their spirit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical care. Now, I want to invite you to join me on this journey, this incredible, transformative, redemptive journey. For just $39 a month, you too can give the gift of education. All you got to do is visit africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students awaiting sponsorship. Thanks. Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Well, hello, family. It is Tony, and I want to officially welcome you to a bonus episode of the Still Coloring Podcast. You know, this journey has been amazing. We have an entire podcast. With a whole season called Brave Enough to Be Broken. And what's been beautiful about this season is that you have heard the stories and the hard moments of brokenness and shame and how to process suffering from all of these incredible guests. And and that's what we're all about, you know? We we want to dive deep. We want to get into the hard and the gritty, and we also want to come out on the other side with practical tips to healing and hope. I just believe with all my heart that God wants us to know that we can still color, that even in the midst of our brokenness, even after we've experienced immense brokenness, we're not discounted. We are not somehow taken out of the game of life and the game of fulfilling our purpose. But truly, it's the place where God can come in and do miraculous, amazing life-changing, redemptive, restorative. I mean, how many words can I describe it as God can do a good work? And so I thought it would be kind of cool for some of my closest peeps, my closest listeners, um, to get a bonus episode out of this season. I mean, we have held the stories of everyone else. And then I said, now, wait a minute, I need to give my people my story. Some of you have heard this story before. Some of you have watched me preach this. But I thought, what a beautiful space, what a beautiful digital stage, if you will, would it be for me to tell my story, a stage that I've created, a safe space that I've created a whole entire podcast. Excuse me while I go freak out. I'm still freaking out a little bit. Okay, well, let's do this. In this episode, in this bonus episode, I wanna share with you some of the hardest parts of my story, and then I am gonna give you some practical tips, some tips to healing and wholeness and how you can still color in your life through my story, here we go. So one of my most favorite things about being a mom is probably like, The preschool stage, you know, Um, it was the phase when I used to drop Dylan off to daycare and then go pick her up and picking my kid up. I'm telling you, it was like it was like a moment of sheer glory when I would pick Dylan up from school. I would walk down the halls, open up the door. She would spot me and she'd be like, mommy, literally veins poking out of her neck, like a full on Pokemon type power up type situation. But I loved it. I felt like Santa, right? And it was like Christmas every day. And I remember one time um, (laughs) I was picking Dylan up from school and I'm doing my thing, you know, go in the parking lot, got my mom jeans on, middle part, trying to stay cute, okay? And I go down the hallway, I open up the door and there's no Dylan. Now, y'all know this. I'm from Houston, Texas, okay? (laughs) Okay. And I'm still a little bit ratchet, and I'm still fresh off the Salvation Bus. So I'm like, am I going to have to fight one of these kids? Okay, where is my kid? Just kidding. I would never fight a kid, guys. Um, so the teacher spots me, and she's like, hey, everything's fine, because I guess she sees my face. And I said, okay, um, where's my kid? <laughs> okay, where's Dylan? And she said, no, no, everything's fine. Actually, she's been coloring all day and we set up this art booth and it's like our own little craft space and she just she just loves it and so she's been over there and it's been amazing now I, I don't know about you but see I'm a little bit competitive okay and that has translated into my parenting and so I get this, this like bright idea I'm like now wait a minute like I think my kid's about to be the next Picasso you know what I'm saying <laughs> sis is about to be the next Picasso she's gonna take her mama to Paris okay we are going to France I need to order a beret out here okay um and I've seen other parents do it oh my gosh we're so crazy it's like your kid hits a high note in the shower it's like Taylor Swift is that you little Carrie Underwood I don't know she does like a front roll in the front yard or in the living room and it's like Gabby Douglas Simone Biles sis hey girl and I don't know what boys do at this point. You know, I'm still kind of figuring that out as a, a boy mom, a new boy mom. <laughs> but, like, he throws the football, and it's like, Tom Brady, like, you know, Steph Curry. I don't know. But I'm excited. And so I take Dylan to our favorite store, Target. Okay, that's Target in French. And we're already working on my French. Hello, somebody. And we go to Target, and I load up the the cart, you guys. I mean, I, I get the like easel, you know, with like the dry erase on one side and the whiteboard on the other side. I go and get like the canvas paper and I'm like carrying it and I'm like, I got it. And the workers are like, ma'am, do you need some help? And I'm like, no, my kid's going to be the next Picasso. I don't need anything. Um, <laughs> And so I get all this stuff at Target. I get to the checkout line and I remember something that You just cannot do art without, guys. I go down the Crayola aisle. It is like Disney on steroids, and it is crazy. And I get to the holy grail of the crayon aisle. It's the 64 box of crayons, y'all. I just want you to take a second and imagine the 64 box. Listen, I don't know how old you are listening to this, but if you are my age, the 64 box was pivotal in the kid community. Why was it pivotal? Come on, listen. If you're listening right now, I just want you to shout it out. What was in the back of the 64 box of crayons? I'll give you a moment. That's right, baby. The sharpener. The sharpener in the back. Game changer, okay? The sharpener in the crayon box for us is like the iPad and the stylus for these little small whippersnappers these days. You know what I'm saying? So I get back in the line I pray to God that my credit card is going to go through. Hello, somebody. And it did praise him. And I went home and set Dylan up with all of her stuff. I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking her favorite meal, Paschetti. And mm-hmm. that's what she says. She calls it Paschetti. And I'm excited. I set her all up. I'm like, let the Picasso spirit flow through you, my girl. Okay. God anoint this little protege. Okay. I go in the kitchen and it, listen, there, there's just two things that when you know about kids, number one, They break things, okay? They break things on purpose. They break things on accident. They break things on purpose, make it look like an accident, okay? They're just crazy. And number two, there is this quiet that comes over the room. And it is like, it's like, you know, something has gone awry. Something has just gone down, down, down to the streets, you know? So I go in the living room and y'all all, over the living room floor are just piles of crayons dylan has robbed these crayons of their dignity okay they're naked she has ripped all their little clothes off they're broken all up into pieces it i mean it is a ratchet scene okay and sis is just sitting down her stomach like nothing's even happened at all i mean like nothing has happened in the least bit and I go over to. I said, "Baby, what happened?" She turns to me, looks me dead in the eye with her two-year-old self at the time, and says, "Mommy, color." I said, "Sis, you have no idea what's going on, okay?" And then I'm like, in my mind, first of all, she's not the next Picasso, okay? This is not a talent of hers, okay? I need to, I need to lay this down at the throne. And number two. It was my fault. I'm the one that gave her the whole 64 box of crayons. I really could have just given her one box. That's on me. I also thought to myself, I need to return all this clothes to Paris. Okay. I, I I need to cancel this Amazon shipment order of a faux fur that I have ordered. You know what I'm saying? And so I scooped Dylan up. I didn't give her anything to eat. I put her to bed. I'm just kidding. What? You guys are crazy. Okay. Listen, <laughs> y'all have to know I'm crazy. <laughs> No, I fed her some spaghetti, put her to bed. I'm coming back down the stairs and I have to clean all this up and I'm cleaning it all up. And I don't know about y'all, but back then I didn't have no money. We was living in this little town home and we had these little... I don't even know. You know the kind of carpet that looked like it's little baby dreads coming out from it? The thick carpet that with the little twisties? Yep, yeah, that's what we had. And so picking up, scraping up these crayons was so difficult. And now all of a sudden I'm crying. I'm legit crying, y'all. I'm like, this is my life. It's so broken. It's so crazy. And I'm so dramatic, y'all know. It just is what it is. I'm crying. I look to my left and Dylan has colored all over the wall. I mean, sis has really done some damage here, okay? And here's the truth. I, yes, I am dramatic, always been dramatic. And I was crying because I was overwhelmed. But I wasn't overwhelmed by the crayons. I was overwhelmed by our circumstances. And the truth is, it was a really dark season. It was my season of brokenness, where everything kind of just, I don't know. It just piled up on me. Hey, fam, it's Tony. Listen, I wanted to take a moment to share a very special connection that God created in my life several years ago. In 2019, I traveled to Rwanda, Africa, to see a ministry called Africa New Life up close and personal. Africa New Life exists to break Rwanda's poverty cycle by equipping its young people with education. Now, you know, I love a good story where people are empowered to overcome their obstacles and their brokenness. Now, my trip that summer was a bit overwhelming, but honestly, it was in the best way. I met a very special family and their daughter named Sandrine Ishamwe. They face struggles, the same as you and me, but their grit and their hope taught me so much about resilience in the face of hardship. For three years now, I've been Sandrine's educational sponsor, giving a little each month to make sure she can attend school consistently and access basic medical needs and other care. My connection with Sandrine and to Rwanda has grown over the years as I've watched Sandrine grow too. Now today, you can transform a student's life in Rwanda through educational sponsorship. Listen, for just $39 a month, you can give the gift of education, the gift of a future, the gift of hope to a young person who has just been waiting for someone to lean in. If you're ready to make that difference, if you're ready to lean in, go to africanewlife.org forward slash Tony and see the students who are waiting for sponsorship. Listen to me. It will change their life, but it'll change yours, too. Thank you. As I'm scraping up these darn crayons, I'm thinking about my life and how broken it was. I was transitioning from a really toxic, verbally abusive marriage. Um, Dylan and I were in poverty. I mean... Some of the elements of that were WIC and food stamps, and I was drinking coffee for breakfast and lunch just to make it. I was transitioning from a really toxic and spiritually manipulative church and pastor. I was becoming a single mom and figuring out how in the world do I take care of my finances and my kid, and it was such an embarrassing time, if I'm being honest. I was i had been in ministry. I was a youth pastor. I was speaking. I was standing on stages. I was at this church and I had this pretend amazing marriage that I posted about on Instagram all the time. And here I am. And everything has come crumbling down. And I don't know about you and where you are in your life, but maybe you felt that way before. Maybe you're feeling that way now. Why is my life so broken? So many pieces are broken. My finances, my health, My relationship, my marriage, my job, my parenting. I mean, I don't know where you are, but I just have a feeling that everyone listening to this maybe have felt broken before, are feeling it now. Maybe we'll feel it in the future. I think one of the things that I want to remind you of in this episode is that we've all been there and there's a scripture that I want to give to you, the scripture that I stand on that my entire women's organization is all about and everything that I do, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 and it's written to this church in Corinth by the apostle Paul and he used to be a Christian bully and then all of a sudden God changed his life and he dedicated everything to Jesus and getting this this Christian Walk, spread across the nations. He planted churches, and he wrote over half the New Testament. I mean, God radically used him, even in his brokenness, and he's writing to them about weakness, about brokenness. And I'm like, yes, my people need to hear this. I mean, Second Corinthians chapter twelve, verse nine, he writes, and he had just finished telling them about this thorn that he has in his side, this weakness that he has, and how. It's a reminder of how big and amazing God is and how flawed he is. And he says that when he brings this weakness to God, this is what God said to him in verse 9. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. And my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul's response is, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly so that Christ's power will rest on me. You see, I think the message that Paul was telling the Corinth church then to me when I read this scripture and to you today. It's that God's got a grace and it's sufficient for you. And I love that Paul makes it so personal. You know, he could have just written this as, you know, God's got a grace for me and he's got a grace for all of you guys and he's just got a grace and it's sufficient for you. But instead he he gets so personal. He shares his own personal story about what God told him and he encourages us through that. And I think there's a reason. I think the reason is he needed us to know that the same personal god that spoke to him is also speaking to us and he is saying listen you don't have to look to your left and right i've got a grace and it's specific for you for your story for your mess for your wretchedness, for your brokenness for everything that you've gone through and everything that you will go through i've got a grace and it is sufficient for you and also daughter son my power is made perfect in your weakness I know that the world has tried to tell you that you shouldn't be weak, that you shouldn't be broken, that you should just keep plowing on and trying to be perfect like everything's all good. But God is saying, listen, no, when you lay your weakness down at my throne, I will pick it up and I will trade it for my power. But Paul calls us to something higher. He says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, about the very things that broke me. So that, in order that, Christ's power will rest on me. Friends, when's the last time you've been boastful about your weaknesses? Boastful about the very things that broke you? And I'm not just talking about you flaunting your triggers and trauma on social media. I'm talking about getting into a safe space with people that can look you back in the eye and say, I know everything that you've done. I know what you're going through. I know what's been holding you back. And I still love you the same. Brene Brown says, we are imperfect. We are wired for struggle, but we are still worthy of love and belonging. You need some people that will tell you that. And so my first charge to you is the slogan that I love that my friend Jenny Allen says, you got to go find your people. You got to find your people, the people that will hold your brokenness, and then you have to find your people that will point you to the throne of God, that'll point you to him. That'll point you to him so that he can fix what's going on. He can heal you from the inside out. He can call you to a life not only of holiness, but of wholeness and healing. The second thing that we have to do, friends, is to let God fix it. There's some things that Bay can't fix. There's some things that your best friend cannot fix and community is needed. It's why it's the number one thing. You got to go find a safe space. But there's some things that you haven't even been honest about with yourself. And you need a matchless out of this world creator to carry it for you. And so there are some things that you got to let God fix, bring it to him. The third thing I want to leave you with is that I want to challenge you, charge you to be brave enough to be broken. Paul says it clearly, therefore, I will boast. I will not be overtaken by shame. I will not hide. No, I will boast about the very things that broke me so that Christ's power will rest on me. It's the only way. That's why this first season is so amazing. Because I knew that this is what we needed to start with. Be brave enough to be broken. It's the reason why my book is titled that Brave Enough to Be Broken, because it's gonna take grit and bravery and perseverance to wade through all of our brokenness. To not let the world shame us so much that we would hide and get in shame cycles and not get the healing and support and community and help that we need from our God. I want to remind you that the enemy does not want that. He wants you to hide. But in a world that says we have to be perfect to be used, I want you to know that God will use you right in the middle of your mess. He will do it. And if there's one thing I want to leave you with, one thing that I think my daughter Dylan was trying to teach me, <laughs> when she broke all those dang crayons and she looked at me and said, mommy color, I think in her little two-year-old mind, she was like, yeah, Ma, I broke the crayons. They still work though. And turned around and just kept doing her thing. I think through her, God was trying to show me that broken crayon still color that actually our brokenness doesn't discount us and he can still create something so beautiful with our lives. He can still create something so beautiful with your life. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you so much. I thank you for this podcast. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for the woman or man of God that's listening right now. That's so absolutely broken and tired. I thank you that they're still here. And they're still leaning in. And they're still coloring with their life. Would you give them strength today? Not the worldly, perfect, covered all up strength, but the strength to come to you. The bravery and the courage To be right there. To surrender. We love you so much, God. And it's in your son Jesus' name. I pray. Amen. Well, friends, I really do hope that you enjoyed that bonus episode. I thank you so much for leaning into this community and even being willing to access this episode. You are the reason why. I do this podcast, when there are so many other ways to use my voice or to not use it and to hide your support, gives me the courage and the bravery to keep saying yes to God, yes to using my voice, yes to leaning into how I am uniquely wired, and yes to pouring into this community. So thank you. And I'll see you on season two. Love you. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced and edited by Angie Elkins. The music is by Sam Collier of A Greater Story. Artwork is done by Natalie Maxi of Nueva Creative. The show notes are by Allie Young of Wild Young Three, and I am your host, Tony Collier. And I want to remind you that you can heal and find hope and grit right in. The